What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. It's your boy Justin JLB. I hope you're doing what everybody's doing. And what is everybody doing? They're practicing, so- practicing social distancing, washing them hands, um, and you know, stay safe. Wear that mask. Stay safe. Um, and you know, go uh, six feet away. And uh, that's it. Just you know, be a hermit for a hot minute for a little while. Uh, and that's it, guys. That's what I'm doing. And uh, I'm loving every bit of it, you know, as much as I can. Got to stay positive in these times and you got to do what you got to do. Anywho, it's your boy, Justin JLB. Like I mentioned, this is Raw and Order WBU Snap Judgments. And this is for Monday Night Raw for your July 6th. 2020 episode before i do get to the episode though this is brought to you as always by the tatness co network where you can find such great podcasts as carpool shenanigans snnw uh in the dice box slam and so many more so check that out that's at tatnessco.com bunch of stuff there they have merch and so on uh and yeah it's a good time so check them out and then you know check us out again and like our stuff and share our stuff and uh comment we want to hear your comments guys we're we're not here just to talk we're here to get some input as well um but that is that so let's move on to the raw review and so this is your raw for july 6 2020 uh, right off the bat, we do see that there's a little promotion of Bailey versus Asuka tonight. It is champion versus champion in a non-title match. So no one is losing any championships, but it's champion versus champion. Um, so there was rumors at the beginning or there was a spoiler that Heat Slater was going to be on the show uh, on Raw. And keep in mind, he is still technically contracted to WWE until July 18th. Uh, Heat Slater did express uh, his excitement for July 18th to come. And so we will see what does indeed happen there. The first segment, though, is Drew McIntyre. Drew comes out, starts talking about how he wants to know what the stipulation is going to be, what stipulation, rather, Ziggler has picked uh, for their match at Extreme Rules, the horror show. Uh, Ziggler said that his decision is still a secret and uh, that, you know, Drew was dumb enough to allow him to pick the stipulation and beat him last week on Raw. He says, you know, there was a list of people a mile long that he left behind since he became champion and gotten bigger. And uh, he brings out none other than Heath Slater, who, by the way, looks built. He looks ready to go. And it's like a completely different Heath Slater. He is also wearing like a free agent shirt which is pretty awesome. As you know, the reason why uh, it kind of works is because Heath Slater was with Drew McIntyre in 3MB. Totally forgot Drew McIntyre was in 3MB for some reason. It's just 
like day and night, Drew McIntyre is like a different guy. Kind of like how Heath Slater now is a different guy. Uh, you know, Heath Slater goes into the ring and does this emotional promo. And he says he's known Drew for more than a decade. Um, and, um, you know, he knows when the first time that Drew came to the States. And he's known him for a lot longer than a lot of people uh, actually know. And, you know, he was... Uh, Drew was one of the first guys who got called up to the main roster. Slater uh, takes him back to April, says he actually cried when McIntyre won the championship. And that was, uh, he mentions that that was his first time that his daughters ever saw him cry. Um, and, you know, he then goes on to say, you know, when Drew uh, McIntyre got released, it was Heath Slater who had called him every day every day to see how he was doing and when he would go to florida he would go see him have dinner with him and so on and then the the, the tagline of the night is where were you for me and he later just repeats that where were you for me and he said the last time that they spoke was on the bump and that's where he kind of was able to let loose a bit and you know, he goes on to say, I was there for you, but you were never there for me. He um, talks, you know, that Drew was supposed to, on the bump, he mentioned that uh, Heath Slater, uh, he was going to do a petition for Heath Slater to get a match with him. And Heath Slater said that this could be, in fact, his last opportunity. And Heath Slater now wants Drew to give him what he deserves as what a friend had promised to him. A match with Drew McIntyre. So, and honestly, I'm not doing the promo any kind of justice. Heath Slater did an amazing promo. Probably his best work that he has done. Um, and then there's an impromptu match with Drew McIntyre versus Heath Slater. So I was kind of curious how this goes. But... I'm not surprised by how it went. In classic WWE fashion, Drew McIntyre just basically claymores him. And that is that. Drew McIntyre ends up winning the match. Can't really rate the match. It's unrateable. Um, Dolph gets angry with Heath and starts pushing Heath Slater. Drew then does come to his aid. And, uh, of course, Dolph Ziggler runs out. And uh, they actually do an emotional little hug. And then they do like a 3MB props kind of deal. So it was really cool to see Heath Slater. But at the end of the day, like, what was the point of that? You know, is Heath Slater signed to WWE again? Um, or did he show up? You know, he showed up because he's technically still contracted until July 18th. But, like, what was the point of that? I guess to showcase, you know, I don't know. I guess WWE's still going to use him. You know, he's all excited. Maybe they kind of did that because some of the wrestlers were like, you know, bring the guy. He's done nothing but good to us. Who knows? I just feel it was kind of pointless, especially to give him, like, a squash match like that. You know, it didn't make any sense to me. I don't know. But it was cool to see him, I guess. And, uh... A pretty awesome promo on Heath's part. So I just feel it was kind of pointless. Um, or, you know, you could have at least done a better match. Anyways, I digress. Uh, Bailey, we see Bailey and Banks backstage. Uh, they tell the interviewer that they're just going to talk out, uh, inside the ring. And they don't need to talk to her in their cocky fashion as usual. 
Asuka then gets asked, how is she going to deal with them both? And uh, Asuka goes, who says that I'm alone? So, you know, wondering, who could it be? Who could it be? Who could it be? We're going to find out, folks. So the role models show up in the ring. Uh, they start praising each other as usual. Uh, Bailey and Banks say they will both beat Asuka and Cross in their separate matches. And that... You know, it will be two belt banks and still Bailey dose straps. And then they are, and that, that they are essentially, you know, ultimate three brand banks or something. No, but they said like a name or something. It was like they're the three brand brand thing. Oscar um, comes out though uh, to disrupt the little party, the little, uh, you know, the little ego party that they're having there. And she's like, Sasha. Uh, you know, you are not ready for me and that uh, you cannot, um, uh, you are not ready for me. And Bailey says that Banks is ready to face anyone. Then Oscar brings out Carrie Zane. That is right. She is back. Keep in mind, she is leaving soon. Uh, so WWE is probably going to use her as much as they can. Carrie honestly looks good and refreshed. Um, and, uh, Kari does a crazy variation of this Boston crab during the match. That was absolutely awesome. I really enjoyed that. And man, is she, and then I started remembering some of her work in NXT. Oh, just, she's such a good wrestler. It's a shame that WWE isn't using her how they should. Um, you know, maybe the gimmick is not going to work as we, uh, explained on, uh, WBU. The gimmick wouldn't necessarily work on Raw, but you could have switched it up a little bit. Um... Just a shame that she's leaving. She's leaving to go be with her husband in Japan. Um, why she was gone for a bit, I don't know. I don't know if she went to Japan and she had to self-quarantine a bit. Or I don't know what went on there. But uh, they brought her back. And uh, yeah, but the match itself though. Like, pretty decent match. I love to see Banks wrestle. Especially after Banks uh, did that match at Great American Bash. That was pretty awesome. Um, finally watched it and kudos. That was like a four star, 4.2 star match kind of deal. Um, maybe even 4.5. I don't know. I digress. So, um, yeah. So as I mentioned, Kari does this like crazy variation of a Boston crab barely does interfere though. And then Kari Zane does her amazing elbow to the outside of the ring to Bailey and Banks. Um, but essentially Kari Zane is the champion via disqualification, we, uh, that match, I would have to give it, honestly, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a great match. Four out of five is my rating there. Um, backstage, we see Alistair Black was shown being uh, beaten or was already beaten. And then Rollins and Murphy are kind of there on the sidelines and all that fun stuff. Um, cause it was supposed to be, uh, Rollins, Murphy versus Ray and Alistair, but clearly Alistair is M.I.A., uh, they do show a little promotion. If y'all are wondering what The Miz is doing in terms of TV stuff, he's uh, hosting a show called Cannonball, which I guess is some kind of competition reality show. They were going to have something on the USA Network. I'm Canadian, and I don't got the USA Network, uh, and Sportsnet didn't show anything because it's obviously US Network, USA Network show. Uh, but yeah, there's that. Um, we also see that Viking Raiders and The Big Show are getting ready for their match later on against Randy Orton and uh andrade and garza uh there was a whole five second pose joke and big show tells them to smarten up and get serious still on the whole i'm not in a joking mood anymore i'm an angry giant and all that so there's that 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, we do get uh, the Kevin Owens show. Which, yes, Kevin Owens is back after being in hiatus for a while. Um, he did have his... Uh, is, is surgery but i think he came back a little bit after that and then he ultimately seemed like he decided he was going to stay home like sammy was um and kevin owens's guest is uh quite really out of nowhere um as it doesn't seem like these two would get along but seth rollins the monday night messiah is his guest um rollins comes out and says you know congratulates him on the show and so on and, you know, starts making fun of him, asks him if his ankle is okay. And um, Cohen then, uh, Cohen, uh, Kevin Owens then retaliates and asks and tells him that, look, since WrestleMania, you haven't been the same. Um, and, you know, he gives Rollins a, a KO shirt, KO Mania 4, um, you know, just as a joke, because to say, commemorate that he beat him. Roland says he wanted to use his platform to address Rey Mysterio, since now Rey Mysterio is medically cleared and sh and challenges Rey Mysterio to extreme rules. So we're finally going to get that match. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio at extreme rules. And Roland says that Owen thinks... Uh, you know, he needs Rollins to fight with him instead of against him. He always wears the fight Owens fight, but he doesn't know what he's fighting for. He's been fighting so long and hard and that he should have a purpose in his fight. And maybe he should fight for the greater good. Rey Mysterio then interrupts, comes out and accepts the challenge that uh, to face Rollins at Extreme Rules. Rollins asks Ray what he will be doing since Alistair has been beaten up and MIA. Cohen, Cohen, what the? KO then says he will never fight with Rollins, but he will gladly fight with Rey Mysterio. And if he'll have him to be his partner for tonight. And the winning team will get to pick the stipulation for the Extreme Rules match. Uh... Yeah, so here we go. There's an impromptu match. Rey Mysterio, well, not an impromptu, but Kevin Owens gets involved. So match three is Rey Mysterio and Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. And uh, it's great to see Owens back. Essentially, Seth tried to get disqualified a few times. He rakes Dominic's eye. Dominic is all hurt. Um, and uh, yeah, so... Basically, just it's a little bit. It's a, it's a bit of back and forth. Rey Mysterio finally wrestling. It's good to see him back, kind of thing. He looked a tad bit rusty, but he did the for the most part. He did Ray what Ray does. Um, essentially, as you know, he during the match, Rollins notices that things aren't going his way, so he kind of also then grabs Dominic. Alistair Black comes out. Uh, Rollins lets go of Rey Mysterio, uh, not Rey Mysterio, but rather his son Dominic, and tries to get disqualified by Alistair hitting him. Alistair doesn't hit him. However, Dominic then rakes Murphy's eyes. Murphy gets in the ring. Rey Mysterio then kicks his back. He goes onto the ropes, and then it's six one nine time. And there you have it. That is your. These are your winners: Rey Mysterio and Kevin Owens. In terms of the stipulation, Rey Mysterio picks it right off the bat. He starts saying that, you know, he went for his eye, Oro Puoro. I am not pronouncing that right. I don't even know why I tried, but it is going to be an eye for an eye match, which honestly, I don't know what that is. An eye for an eye match. So the winner takes the other one's eye kind of deal, I guess. I don't know what's with these random names for matches. 
you know what I mean, with like no explanation. We first had the Boneyard match, which you know everyone thought was like a graveyard match, which fine. Then the Funhouse match, which you know ended up working out nicely. Um, but then also the Wyatt Wyatt Swamp match, which I guess is a Boneyard match. Um, and then you know now we have an eye for an eye match. Like what can that even mean? And then the commentators were all like, oh, well, it's going to be a horror show. Like, oh, well, that's why it's called horror show. I don't know. Eye for an hour match to me sounds really ridiculous. Um, but, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. I guess that's what might get people interested in the match. Uh, and honestly, I'm just, I can't stand Rey Mysterio on the mic. He's just too goody two shoes. And uh, I honestly don't think he was ever necessarily good on the mic. Um... But, I mean, with that promo, that promo was just very silly. I don't even think Kevin Owens could technically have made that a good promo. Uh, so, there's that. An eye for an eye match at Extreme Rules. We have Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. An eye for an eye. Next up, we got MVP. He comes out with Bobby Lashley. He talks about how he should be the champion. He shows off another U.S. championship that was custom made, which actually looks pretty decent. It probably might look better than the regular U.S. championship. Uh, maybe that's a jab at AEW. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Um... And then, you know, he starts just talking about how he should be champion. And Bobby Lashley puts the belt on um, on MVP. Ricochet and Alistair do come out and said that they're going to defend their friend. What they did to uh, Apollo Crews last week was not right. And now we have a match with MVP and Lashley versus Alexander and Ricochet. Uh, match was all right. It was decent enough. Um, you know, I don't know why they're still making... Alexander and Ricochet look bad. Um, it's just, I don't know why they just keep pushing Bobby Lashley. It really doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but that's what they did. Uh, but either way, Lashley wins with a spear. And then Lashley takes Alexander again into the full Nelson. Ricochet is there to help. And yeah, it was a decent enough match. I guess I'll give it a well. I didn't even rate the I didn't even rate the Rey Mysterio one. So that match was decent though. The Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, uh, Kevin Owens match up there. I give it a three point six out of five. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. So there's that. Um, MVP Lashley, MVP and Lashley versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. Whatever, two out of five. Uh, I, uh, three, uh, let's say three out of five. I'm just really upset with how they're treating Ricochet and Alexander. They're great, phenomenal talent. You were pushing them with the tag division, and then you kind of just uh, let them off. Maybe that was a Paul Heyman move, and Bruce Pritchard doesn't care for them. I don't know, but it was very silly. Next up, though, we got backstage. We got the Kabuki Warriors talking. Asuka says after she beats Bailey tonight, the Kabuki Warriors will challenge Banks and Bailey for the tag team championships next week. I felt like she said next month, but I'm pretty sure it's next week. Um, and then they are just all excited kind of thing, you know, how Asuka is. And Kari Zayn ends up uh, ending the interview with like a flute leave out, which was freaking hilarious. I enjoyed it. I love the, I love these two women. Um, I think, um, what's it called? I, I think Asuka is more the eccentric one, uh, but it's still technically a good time. Match five, we got the Viking Raiders and Big Show versus Andrade, Garza, and Randy Orton. Um, 
there was a little thing backstage where Randy Orton tries to, you know, give uh, Garza and all that a little pep talk to just, you know, uh, be on the same page and so on. This match was decent enough, um, surprisingly. You know, uh, Garza's fighting a little with uh, Andrade again. Randy Orton gets pissed and chokes Garza and tells him to smarten up. Uh, then they seem to get on the same page. Randy Orton attempts to go after the Big Show with the RKO out of nowhere. That doesn't seem to happen. But then Randy Orton hits Ivar uh, afterwards with the RKO, giving Garza, Orton, and Andrade the win. This match was decent enough. I give it a 3.8 out of 5. I liked it. It was a good time. Um... You know, I don't know exactly what they're doing with the Viking Raiders. They're kind of just putting them, but they're still amazing to watch. So good match indeed. 3.8 out of 5. Iconics make fun of Ruby Riot again. Riot is facing uh, Billy Kay. And Ruby said, when it's all said and done, it's not going to be iconic. It's going to be tragic. Um, they don't. They also mentioned they don't know. Uh, she doesn't know where Live Morgan is or what she's doing. Maybe Lab Morgan is taking a break. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to figure out what to do with her again. But clearly, they're going to set them up together. So, uh, I don't know what's happening there. And we see MVP then talking to uh, Alexander and starts, you know, uh, trying to convince him to be part of MVP's crew. Says Ricochet is holding him back. How come Ricochet has a 365 on the WWE Network and he doesn't? Um, that, you know, him and Lashley are in the hurting business while... Alexander is in the catering business and uh, it was just a good time essentially so yeah so honestly MVP is a great talker though I really like that a lot uh, it was actually really fun um, with that we also then see Flair and Orton uh, just having a little conversation and Flair just giving Randy Orton props R-Truth then randomly interrupts and is, asks him if he's Tozawa ask, asks Flair if he's Tozawa and he's like for the dirtiest player in the game you clean up nice maybe a little too nice and then he thinks he's Tozawa in a weird little thing and then he starts running after he sees the ninjas Randy Orton then gets involved and then Tazawa's all like, oh, sorry, sir, sorry. Like, why? You're a freaking head of a ninja clan. Why are you acting like a little wimp? Stop treating Tazawa like this, man. I just can't even deal. It is ridiculous. <sighs> but that's what happens. Um, after that, we do got Ruby Riot versus Billy Kay. And honestly, this match was, uh, I really find it interesting how Billy Kay and um, I was going to say Penelope Ford, uh, but that's AEW. Um, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce uh, are pretty good as singles competitors, too. Uh, this match was very boring, though, in the sense that like it's just the same crap as last week. Uh, Ruby Riot lost last week uh, to... Uh, to Peyton Royce, and now she loses this week to Billy Kay. Like, it really was just a filler. Match was decent, I guess, but it was just filler, and I didn't care for it. So, uh, three out of five, on my opinion. Like, I don't know. That uh, Billy Kay move, though, that kind of X Factor or Minukuju, Minochi, that word, Minochiku Driver, whatever you call it. I can't pronounce it still. Uh, to like the X Factor kind of thing. It was cool. I liked it. Uh, before your main event of the evening, we got Bailey versus Asuka. We first do see Nikki Cross in commentary. Uh, she ends up 
uh, watching the match for a bit, but then she ends up getting kicked out uh, for trying to attack Bailey. Bailey gets, uh, you know, this match was honestly the probably the match of the night. Bailey and Asuka just went back and forth kind of thing. Bailey had a little bit of time where she was winning. Asuka had a little bit of time where she was winning. Bailey, man, she's really taking this uh, heel character really well. At one point, she goes on to the commentating out of cockiness because she was beating Kari Zane. Uh, rather, Asuka, excuse me. Um, and, you know, just, and then when you see her trying to humiliate, uh, humiliate Asuka, both Banks and Bailey are being cocky and trying, looking at the camera while Asuka is just there on the ropes. Uh, it was a really good match. Bailey seems really confident here. Uh, she's really on a roll again. And uh, so the match goes like back and forth, back and forth action. Uh, we do see some just pretty cool stuff by uh, everybody. You know, Asuka then finally um, basically just starts coming back. We do see uh, then Nikki Cross comes back in from the crowd, starts banging on the uh, plexiglass there. Bailey is all shocked. Asuka then gets her in a choke. Banks, though, tries to interfere, but Zayn uh, attacks Banks, and then Asuka switches it to a pin, which was pretty awesome, and your winner is Asuka via pin, so Asuka does beat Banks, and honestly, great match. I'm giving this match a 4.5 out of 5. I really enjoyed this match, and man, like... This, I feel, is the best Bailey I have seen in quite some time. And I really enjoyed this matchup. Really, the, the two main matches of the night was uh, Banks' match with Kari Zane and Bailey's match with Asuka. They were both phenomenal matches. And I'm really liking where this is going. Um, and I'm excited to see that tag match, actually. That should be a good time. But your winner is Asuka via pin. So as I mentioned, next week we will get the tag team titles matchup as Sasha and Bailey will face Asuka and Kari. Zane. Should be a good time. Really love that Bailey match, though. Definitely the match of the night for me. Uh, I thought it was amazing. Uh, usually I'm not a fan of Bailey matches recently, but this match was honestly spot on perfecto do i dare give it a five no i'm giving it a 4.5 out of five because nothing is perfect um and yeah that was your raw that was pretty decent enough really honestly if it wasn't for banks and uh bailey this raw would have been subpar um the Kevin Owens show segment was nice. Don't still again, still don't know why they had Heath Slater come out. I guess, you know, just because they can, if they can use him, why not? Has he signed a deal with the WWE again? Um, I hope not for his sake. He probably should go somewhere else. Maybe, hopefully, AEW will pick him up. Because honestly, maybe Vince likes him now that he's more built and so on. But I just feel they won't use him properly. But yeah, that was your raw recap. Uh, no ratings because I'm actually on time doing this one. Uh, so maybe we'll have, uh, maybe I'll give you the ratings for the SmackDown one in that regard. But yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I'll give this raw uh, a 3.6 out of 5. Maybe a 4. 3.6 out of 5 is my final verdict. Uh, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Again, if it wasn't for Bailey and Banks, probably wouldn't have been that great. Kari Zane coming back was also pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and that is my story, and I'm sticking to it. Kind of more intrigued with the Drew McIntyre and 
um, Dolph Ziggler match uh, for Extreme Rules, but still it's going to be whatever. I feel like Dolph Ziggler is not going to win though. So they really have to put up some kind of like special appearance or something. Um, and now Dolph Ziggler isn't even with Heat Slater. You could still technically, oh no, because Extreme Rules is when. No, Extreme Rules would already be when Heat Slater is gone. So maybe they could have done something nice there and then like have Drew versus Heath. Um, have Drew, Drew versus Heath and maybe that's where he gets kind of re-signed. That would have been kind of cool. Not happening though. I don't think he's re-signed to be honest with you. I don't think it's a whole Drew Maverick ordeal or maybe it is. Who knows with WWE. They're probably still trying to figure it out themselves. Um, but yeah, 3.6 out of 5 is my verdict. And uh, it was a good time. Ish. Bailey, amazing, spot on, perfecto. And uh, yeah, we'll see how SmackDown is this week. But that is it, guys. Thank you, though, for listening. It's your boy, Justin JLB. You can follow me at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. This is all on Twitter. And of course, anchor.fm slash RTR. And uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. If you want to check out Raw and Order stuff, you want to buy some merch, you know where to go. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Raw and Order WBU. And you also do have uh, at Raw and Order on uh, at Raw and Order WBU on Twitter. Give us a shout. You want to, we'll have all the doobly links and the doobly doos. If you want to give uh, any of us a shout, let us know what's going on. In the meantime, click the like button, click the share button, click the subscribe button, click the notification button, click any button you see there that will support us and uh, have a good time doing it. That is it, guys. Thank you, though, for listening. This was your Raw Recap once again for July 6th, 2020. That is it. That is all. Ciao for now.